0: Good evening and welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm your host, Riley Bird. If you're new, follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That's l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d-f-l-o-c-k dot com. If you're already in the Birdflock Flock cult, make sure to spread the word and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. All right, let's get to it. Well, well, it has been an interesting two weeks. And in true 3AM Thoughts fashion, I am recording this much later than it should have been. Now, I did acquire several new jobs in the span of two weeks, so I guess we could start by talking about that. I cornered the Muay Thai fight in Nevada. That was pretty sick. Um, I, I think I went above and beyond my duties, actually. I made a cold compress out of scavenged materials. That was pretty sick. And all the guys did super great at their match, although they were pretty stressed out to start, not to mention the fact that my good friend has been experiencing being a new parent, so that's definitely gotta be stressful for them. And this got me thinking a little bit about stress and the stress I put myself under uh, procrastinating these episodes that I have partially storyboarded out, and it makes no sense why I wait until the absolute last moment to do every single one of these episodes, but it's a tradition now, and it's gonna be like that, presumably forever. So would you guys like to hear about the scientist that absolutely fucking hates baboons? And his name is Robert. Robert, last name I refuse to pronounce, is a neuroscientist. Now, I first hearken back to the days of retail and food service. We'll get to the baboons in a second. I promise I won't forget. Now, I recall being sick so much, like perpetually ill, like, victorian child possibly a ghost ill and if it's one thing that really like nails that memory of being sick into mind it's being like recently woken up far too early and that's why this show is 3 a.m thoughts and not 8 a.m thoughts because i fucking hate the mornings so deathly ill having to come into work because so-and-so is sick and there's no possible way we can spare you. So just, I don't know, put tampons in your nose and like come to work, I guess. What would you come to work to do, you might ask? Well, that is a great question. Retail work is just fold and repeat all day long. In fact, I don't think I learned a single other skill in retail. And I asked, Uh, apparently annoyingly so. And at one point I had a manager come up to me and I said, hey, I folded everything in the whole store. Is there anything else I can do? And they said, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it's pretty easy. You just go in a grid around the whole store and there's absolutely nothing to do. So I've completed that task. What should I do now? And then she just knocked over a display of sweaters and was like, Oh, there's some stuff to fold. And I remember thinking, you're paying me to complete this task. I mean, not you, the company for sure, but this is the definition of insanity. You're paying me to complete a task that doesn't need to be completed and you refuse to give me another. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with retail because you've decided that you don't want to live on an insane assembly line of that fashion, then perhaps food service, another genre of work that I've experienced, would make more sense. The call out game where your boss calls you and like, Your wife's like sick in the hospital or you've recently put like a nail through your finger. Shout out to one of my friends who did a terrible job roofing the other day and instead nailed himself. So. You know, any time where it's just like the absolute worst time for your boss at a sandwich shack or some sort of soup emporium calls you and they're like, Yeah, I know that you're in the middle of, insert, definitely time-sensitive problem here, but do you think you could come down on your day off and do this work for not extra money? And it's such a weird paradigm where, like, you need money, but also the task that you're currently doing is important because nobody... I mean, for the most part, I can't imagine that someone would be bothered to come into work when they're just like sitting at home, like with their proverbial dick in their hand doing nothing and thinking to themselves, man, I really wish my boss would call me so that I could like pick up some extra hours because he's been, you know, real stingy with that work schedule lately. I don't think I've ever heard of a single scenario where that works out to be that way. No, it's always like you're in the middle of your like child's birthday party or something like that. And because of some fixable scheduling error, they desperately need you on a day where they have presumed that you will not be there. And looking back at my medical records during all of this hoopla, I was sick like six times a year. Like I, I think I can recall more times that I was sick than when I was well which is outrageous, and I've never been, like, particularly, particularly want uh, to consume, like, sweets, you know, like, I've never been real into eating an entire sheet cake or anything like that, so I like fruits, vegetables. I mean, I definitely think that my, like, processed food diet was probably... I don't know, maybe 30 to 50% higher than it is now. But even then, like, there is no justifiable reason that I should have been sick that often. And now we go into baboons. So why do baboons have anything to do with being in a, I mean, what some of my colleagues would call a capitalist hellscape? And that is that baboons... Uh, have a social hierarchy, much like just about everything on the planet. And what baboons have been observed doing in that social hierarchy is kicking the absolute shit out of lower ranking baboons. And why is this important? Well, when I was a young lass, I had a manager that delighted in putting me in these double think scenarios where she would say, hey, you need to be at this register at all times, going like to the cheeky level of taping out a three by three square that encompassed the cash register and saying for the entirety of your shift, you will not leave this bubble and then proceeding to give me exclusively tasks that required me to leave that and then flipping the absolute shit when I could not complete both of those demands at the same time. And this delighted this woman to no end. And it just, it never ceases to amaze me how often you can find parallels in nature. So the path to changing your rank and some of the tips to get out of these nightmarish loops are don't take responsibility for work that is extra for the same amount of pay. If you are constantly covering other people's shifts, you are putting in more effort than someone that does not do that. You are essential. And I do hate how charged that word is now, but it is true. If you did not exist, they would be fucked. So you can use that as an opportunity to leverage the situation so that you can have proper compensation for the amount of effort you're putting in. Or you can set a boundary and say, you know, you know, I I can't come in. You don't need to offer an explanation as to why you come in, which is something that I definitely had to learn. Oh, I can't come in because I'm anything that follows after that is not going to be sufficient because they don't care. They need a person and they're looking for a yes. They don't want to hear no because They don't want to hear that at all. So you either say yes, because you have assessed the situation and you want that. Or you say no, you know, my apologies or whatever polite ending to that that you should deem fitting, but no explanation because you're not being paid to provide an explanation and it doesn't change the situation. So just so you're aware, try to both ways. No explanation. Definitely better outcome. You decide when the fight begins. So that's another thing that baboons do. You need to be able to tell the difference in the level of threat between a rival baboon in your face about to claw your fucking eyes out and a rival baboon 150 feet away taking a nap. Not everything needs to be a fight. If you can avoid a fight, you probably should. And now that's not to say that you should avoid all confrontation because momentary confrontations will save you like long, drawn out battles in the future. It's never gotten any better pushing off your feelings in a relationship or when you're feeling disrespected at your job. Now, if you need time to cool off and kind of like figure out how to assess that, then that is a positive but if you are just holding on to lingering resentment like oh my god i can't believe you fucking talk to that waitress or whatever and you pull that shit in a fight or i don't know a fucking board meeting like 10 months later not the move so if you need to strategize and cool down um after some disrespect that's fine but definitely don't take this stuff into the next fucking generation because that is not how you grow and build You're going to stay in the same mindset if you don't figure out how to overcome these specific problems. And an important note to that is, is someone putting out an invitation for war? Are these other baboons actually trying to fight you? So can you tell if you are receiving praise or criticism? Is somebody's bitchy comment a bitchy comment or is it? just them offhand giving you praise and it's perfectly fine to clarify and say oh what did you mean by that and then if the answer to that isn't satisfactory cool but jumping immediately to i'm going to fight this bitch or fuck this person they don't respect me always assuming that negativity is meant by a comment is low status baboon stuff so like don't immediately jump to that how do you relieve your stress and if you don't have a release to stress well there you go that's part of the problem you're all fucking stressed out all the time and you don't have a way to get rid of it which is stressful hello my bird flock it's time for a frightening flock fact alligators and crocodiles can climb fences that fact alone is why I will likely never see the glorious wetlands of the southern United States. That being said, don't forget to check for them in trees in the swampy areas you happen to travel to. You can get more Flock Facts and a devilishly good time over at OnlyFans.com forward slash RileyBird. Again, find more fascinating nature facts and see my pumpkin spice porn at OnlyFans.com forward/ R I L E Y B Y R D Now back to the show The way baboons get rid of stress is by grooming other baboons in the troop. Now, an important thing to note is when you're stressed out, do you harass others? Do you put out invitations for war? Are you a real crabby bitch to be around? Or do you mope? Do you internalize that anger? And those two things will help you assess more of how to deal with that stress. Maybe you need another hobby. Maybe you need to do kind things for others. Now, how does this stuff relate to hoars? Well, I'm sure you are wondering. How do you react to management leaning on you to work more? Well, it's important to note that most dancers are independent contractors, not employees. So if they're not paying you an hourly wage, You're not required to come in. Although you do need to weigh that with if there are no women at this club, then no one will go into that club. So if you work at a club where there are thousands of clubs in the square miles of the city that you reside in, yeah, no problem. I'm sure you can take a day off for some self care. But if you're like the only stripper in the middle of nowhere, it's probably kind of important that they have someone in there. So perhaps the gals get together and make some sort of rough schedule so that there's at least one person on the pole. But that's your prerogative. You're an independent contractor and your money is dependent on you. Now, as far as strippers being harassing baboons, are you or are you not going to smack the shit out of the girl that you work with because of her tone? Or are you like a higher ranking baboon going to assess whether or not that girl is the threat before you just start to throw hands? Did she really like your outfit or is she being a bitch about it? How? How? Do you deal with praise or criticism? Well, that's another thing that if you would like to rise to the ranks of the top tier bad baboon bitch, then that's what you need to figure out. Can you go from a stressful dressing room to a conversation with a client without bringing up your grievances with the bitches you work with? Because that is high level baboon shit. You need to be able to maintain your frame You can deal with that stuff outside of work with a hobby. I like to garden. So if I'm having a real stressful day at work, I just annihilate my tomatoes. There's always something to hack off. And that is a lot more productive than starting shit with just about every girl you work with. So if you're not into plants, you got some sort of an allergy that prohibits you from being in nature, maybe you paint or maybe you go for a nice stroll in the park. I mean, whatever you're really into. But when you are faced with stress, do you really want to make more stress or do you want to self-care? What girl do you want to be? And if you're not a girl, then just, you know, see if you can see these traits in nature as well. And as a query to my audience, it's funny to me that this can be seen in just about every hierarchy-based system, which is Most communal workplaces. How is your work-life balance? Because, you know, if your work is stressful and your home life is stressful, you're going to be fucking stressed out and sick. And you know what stresses me out? Being sick. And the path to a more carefree life where you can just enjoy your time is eating better, exercising and not being so fucking stressed so hopefully these things help you guys um I mean it hasn't helped me be any less of a procrastinator but I have gotten sick a total of one time in the whole calendar year and it is the end of October so that's pretty fucking good no summer cold none of that um And that is a 500% improvement from my early 20s. I'm terrible at math. Somebody will have to check those numbers. All right. That is our show. Dearest Bird Flock, I once again wanted to thank you for your support. I know that you had a choice of Colt, and I'm happy that you chose mine. Don't forget to follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications that is l i n k s . b y r d f l o c k . c o m and leave a review wherever you listen